Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. The Physics of a Tesla Model X Towing a Boeing 787 by Rhett Elaine. This is pretty cool. An electric car pulling a full-size commercial aircraft, apparently for the first time ever. In particular, it is a Tesla Model X pulling a Qantas Boeing 787. There are a million reasons this is cool, but I think we should just jump to the coolest ones, the physics questions. Does the mass of the plane matter? The Boeing 787-9 Dreamliner has a maximum takeoff weight of 254,000 kilograms, but this one was empty and had a mass of 130,000 kilograms. Yes, that's pretty massive, but it doesn't matter. In fact, a human could even pull a full-sized aircraft. Don't believe me? Well, how about the world's strongest man, hmm? Mass doesn't matter. If there is only one force on an object, that object will accelerate. Here's an example you can try yourself. Maybe. Go down to the dock and place one foot on a large boat and the other foot on the wooden dock. Now push. Guess what? It moves, assuming it's not tied down. That small force from your foot does indeed cause the boat to increase in speed at least for a little bit. Once it starts moving, there is a force from the water that prevents it from speeding up. Forces cause objects to change velocity. If the object has a large mass, that just means the change in velocity is smaller, but it's still a change. So the mass of the plane doesn't really matter. If there were no other forces, I could push an aircraft carrier. But there are other forces. There is friction. Why is there a frictional force on the plane? We can think of most frictional forces as a force parallel to the ground and acting in the opposite direction as the motion of the object. There are really two types of friction that come into play when pulling a plane. There is the frictional force between wheel and the axle as they rub together, and then there is rolling friction. If you look at a tire closely, you'll get a good sense of how rolling friction works. Although it looks round, it's not. The bottom of the tire is flatter than the rest of the tire because it's pushed against the ground. As the wheel rolls over, a new part of the tire has to be flatter, and it takes a force to deform this tire. That's the basic idea of rolling friction. Both of these frictional forces, normal and rolling, increase with the force that the ground pushes on the plane. 
So in a sense, the weight of the object matters. But once you have a frictional force on the object, a puny force won't get the plane to accelerate. You need a net force that is greater than zero, and that's what makes this difficult. Of course, you can reduce the friction some by decreasing the mass of the object. It's an empty plane, and increasing the pressure in the tires decreases rolling friction, but it's still going to be tough. Could any car pull a giant plane like this? If you get your big sport utility vehicle, it might not be able to pull this aircraft. Although the Tesla Model X is an SUV, it's different from internal combustion vehicles as it's electric-powered. The big difference between electric and gasoline-powered cars is the torque. Torque is sort of like a rotational force. It's a measure of how the engine can rotate the tires and in turn push the car forward. The Tesla Model X can produce a torque of 660 newton meters, but a Ford Explorer has only 346 newton meters. Less torque means a lower forward pushing force from the tires. But wait, you could cheat. If you put smaller tires on the gasoline car, you can get a greater force with the same torque, but then your speedometer will be off. Does the mass of the Tesla matter? Let's imagine that you had the most powerful engine in the whole world. Could you pull anything you want with this monster vehicle? No, not quite. The problem is friction. You need a frictional force between the tires and the road in order to pull some object. How about an example? Suppose there is a giant block of wood that requires a force of 1,000 newtons to overcome the frictional force and get it speeding up. You run a cable from the block to your super SUV so that the car can pull this 1,000 newtons, but the vehicle also has to have a net force greater than zero. That means it must have a frictional force pushing forward that is greater than the 1,000 newtons pulling back. But there is a problem. In order to get a large frictional force from the vehicle tires, you need a large force pushing the tires to the road. If there are no other vertical forces interacting in this case, that means the weight of the car is equal to the force between the road and tires. If this weight is too small, you won't get enough friction and the tires will just spin out, and that's not going to help pull that giant block. The same is true for this Tesla X. If it's too light, it just won't have enough friction to pull anything. Fortunately, the Tesla X does indeed have a significant mass at around 2,400 kilograms. That's not crazy high, but it's not crazy low either. So yes, the Tesla does a great job pulling this Boeing aircraft. It's impressive, but it's not impossible for other vehicles. What would be impressive? What about pulling a smaller plane on a runway such that it gets up to takeoff speed? That would be cool. Also, this whole thing reminds me of one of my earliest blogs. It was an analysis of a Ford commercial in which a truck rolls out the back of a landing plane, and the truck then proceeds to stop the plane. It's a super old post. Simon Pegg says he is not writing the next Star Trek movie. Says Tarantino's version won't be Pulp Fiction in space. By Alex Gilyadov. Simon Pegg is not writing the script for the next Star Trek movie. In an interview with Coming Soon, Pegg revealed he is working on a different project at Bad Robot with fellow Star Trek Beyond writer Doug Young. You know what? I'm not developing the next Star Trek at all, Pegg said. I think that's a bit of confusion because I'm working on something with Doug at Bad Robot, but it's not the next Trek. Pegg then confirmed the Star Trek IV screenplay is actually being penned by J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay. He also touched on what fans can expect from Quentin Tarantino's potential R-rated Trek movie saying it won't be Pulp Fiction in space. Instead, the filmmaker's potential Trek project will stay true to the franchise, while also feeling like a Tarantino movie. 
Everyone sort of assumes it's going to be like Pulp Fiction in space, but I think his devotion to Trek and his understanding of it, Peg said, it won't be ordinary, it'll have him all over it, but it won't be anything a Star Trek fan will have to worry about. He has an acute understanding of the story, and he'd never do anything to tear it down. S.J. Clarkson is directing Star Trek IV, which may focus on Chris Hemsworth's George Kirk meeting his son, James D. Kirk, portrayed by Chris Pine. Meanwhile, the Revenant writer, Mark L. Smith, is penning the script for Tarantino's Trek film. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big. 